Here's what's coming up on today's episode of Your Tagline Here. This is the six. Okay. These originally came out, I think, around about 1993. Okay. Something like that. And the only reason I remember that is that these were the shoes that I wore when I played basketball at school. And I remember getting these and I was so happy. I was so excited. And I'm telling you now, Simon, my game improved overnight because really? I felt like a superstar. Okay. They are the most, I think, I mean, it's like when you look at a Ferrari or what a piece of art, I think these are beautiful. So when I got these, I was the boy. I was the boy. People wanted to try them on. People wanted to look at them. But I wanted to touch them. And I wore it to death, literally, like the bottom was falling out of it. But by then, I started becoming really, I mean, ridiculously interested in trainers, almost like an obsession. And I remember... I used to have a little pad, a little notepad, and I used to cut out pictures from magazines and stick them in the pad and carry it around with me. I don't know why. I suppose it kept me off the streets and kept me safe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Your Tagline here with me, Simon Tomlinson. In this episode, I speak to Paul Collins, who is an enthusiast about sneakers and a keen collector of limited edition urban footwear like these. He explains why the sneaker scene is so popular in the UK, how it started and what he personally likes about buying and collecting these kind of shoes. He even brings in some of his favourites to explain why they mean so much to him. Before we get into the episode, I'd just like to mention our sponsor, KitLab, which is a digital marketing company based in Birmingham in the UK. KitLab have over 15 years experience and specialise in branding, websites, digital marketing, social media and more. So if you want to grow your business online, just head over to kitlab.com, which is K-I-K-L-A-B.com. Okay, without further ado, let's get started with the episode. If you do like it, then please make sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe so you don't miss out on any future content. Mr. Paul Collins, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Simon. Thank you for coming. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to this episode. You are? I am. Oh. Because we're talking about a topic which I'm very interested in, not as much as you are interested in it. Well. And it's almost like you're, you're my sneaker mentor. My Paul. sneaker mentor. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. No one's ever called me that before. <laughs> Because it was you who got me into it in the first place. Okay. Uh, which maybe about five years ago? You know what? I think it might be Simon. It feels like last week, but it could well be five years uh, ago. But I didn't really know anything about this kind of thing before I met you. Um, so you've introduced me to to it. You've educated me to it. I've tried. And and now we're going to educate the world okay. about sneakers. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I've got some questions for you. Hey, shoot away. What do you want to know? Well, the first question is, uh, what is the correct terminology to use for these wonderful pieces of footwear? Because mm. uh, I've been calling them sneakers okay. because I quite like the way that it sounds. Yep. It sounds sneaky. But I know that they're also called trainers, uh, tennis shoes, pumps. Pumps? Kicks? Pumps. Is pumps, pumps. An, an actual term? I think I haven't heard pumps since I was at primary school. Okay. With plimsolls. Okay. Well, maybe, I think, maybe I think, that's still, not I, one. I think people still do call them pumps. My mum calls them pumps. I think you can call them pumps. Okay. Uh, so 
is is there a correct term for this and uh, does it matter i don't think it does simon i don't think it does i mean there's i think there's a difference american english sneakers yeah. british english trainers i think there's a reason that we use the word trainers i think uk trainer culture uk sneaker culture literally comes from people wearing running shoes yeah whereas american culture perhaps slightly different with more you know basketball but I don't think it matters what you call them. I mean, you've said a few things, pumps. I haven't heard that for ages. But there's loads of other terms, things like heat, ice creams. I've heard people call their shoes ice creams. What flavor have you got this week? I'm not entirely sure I should probably use that. But I think trainers is definitely what I grew up calling them. And that's definitely what I grew up calling them as well. But you said you use the word sneakers. I use, yeah, so I use the word sneakers. And I think it's because um, I think of trainers as like trainers that anyone would wear, where I feel like these are. Give me an example, sir. Are more of, um, I don't know, just like a, a bog standard pair of trainers, almost like uh, the kind of trainers that you'd wear to go to the gym. You mean like a pair of Reebok Classics? Yeah. Okay. Uh, whereas these, I think, are. Um, a bit more exclusive and I think calling them a sneaker makes them like uh, distinguishes them away from the everyday training I've started to use the word sneaker okay because I think like a lot of other things it's it's not necessarily an American term it's an international term yeah and as the the sneaker stroke trainer scene changes and goes you know different parts of the world you know Asia and China which is just absolutely mad they'll use the term sneaker so you know what let's use the word sneaker Let's let's get some consistency. Let's use okay. the term sneaker. Okay. I do also quite like the term kicks. Kicks. Yeah, it's a bit of slang. There's yeah. lots of different slang as well in sneaker culture. Lots and lots of different things. So um, you mentioned sneaker culture hmm. or trainer culture. Yeah, we're going with sneaker. We're going with sneakers. Sneaker. Um, what is sneaker culture and where did it all start? <laughs> hmm. How long have you got? <laughs> How long have you got? How long is the podcast? Well, and, and I can see some very interesting books here. Which we've got some books. Which look we've, like... we've got some follow-ups. We're going yeah. to give some recommendations okay. of what to what to go and read, and documentaries and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I, you know, sneaker culture. We are using sneakers definitely. So. Yeah. I think it's you know, it's been around certainly in this country, probably since the 1960s, certainly since the 1970s, and terrace football culture. Okay. Possibly been around in Japan since the Second World War because they had a history and heritage of making running shoes. Nike, they started off importing running shoes okay. from Japan. That was the whole kind of business model before they started manufacturing their own. So different parts of the world, different times. It feels like a big international market now, though. It's much more homogenized, hence the terms that we use. So that's that's where it started and it originated from. Are there any, like... Um any pairs of sneakers that were the like forerunner? Like, that is that really a pun? Got started? Is that a pun? It was a pun, yes. That's marvellous. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um, if you, well, I mean, I haven't bought any with me today. I mean, if you look at Nike's waffle runner, yeah. literally they poured rubber into an old waffle iron and just to experiment, and it came out, and hey, guess what? It, it worked. So, you know, there were shoes made for professional runners. Yeah. They weren't made for you and I to go down to size or wherever and and buy them just to kind of keep in a cupboard and look at them. They were they were made for professionals to run in. My um my grandfather was a, a long distance runner, and he remembers wearing shoes that I mean you look at them now. I mean they almost look like torture instruments. I mean how on earth <laughs> anyone actually ran anywhere yeah. in any of these without breaking their ankles? I have no idea. And I remember him saying, you know, if I had the technology that you guys have got now. 
you know, it would have been so much easier. It would have been amazing. So, you know, you've got companies like like Nike in the 1970s actually geared up for making shoes for athletes, okay. purely and simply. So, so it started with making shoes for athletes. When did it then start leaking out from into popular culture for people wearing them for like fashion purposes um, and was so you, you talked about running as well but i know that basketball was very influential and most of the shoes here are, are basketball style shoes i'm afraid to shoes. say yeah i mean that's my that's my personal choice that's how i've got into it through you know when i played basketball when i was much younger but if you think of the uk sneaker scene for example you know you ask a lot of you know i'm 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 not a i'm no expert i'm an enthusiast you speak to most people and they'll say a lot of it came from football culture in the 70s, terrorist okay. culture. And like a lot of things in this country, in the UK, it's a working class culture. We take something and we make it cool. And uh, so th thinking of the kind of trainers that would have been uh, within that football culture, I'm thinking of the Adidas, is it the Gazelles? The Gazelles. You know, uh, it, with, with the clean white stripes uh, or the, the, the coloured stripes on the side, absolutely. which could have been white stripes. You, you might and then be, all sorts of different colours. Yes. Um, so a lot of people will say, you, you can kind of work out who was there really. People will say, oh yeah, I remember football culture, terrorist culture. I was wearing my Adidas superstars. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't wear superstars in this country. You know, we do now. It was Gazelles. And, you know, they were super cheap, accessible. Okay. And, you know, you, you still go to places like Manchester and it is just 99.9% .9 Adidas. Okay. People wearing those shoes. And, you know, it's not my thing. I'm not a big Adidas fan. I mean, I've, you know, I like some of the Yeezys. But yeah. actually, I think it's uh, particularly a northern thing from those places. I mean, like a lot of culture and subcultures in this country you go to bristol you go to nottingham go to birmingham it's completely different mm. you know you think just how small this country is yet there may be different pockets of people doing different things okay birmingham you know it's, it's a real mix but you go down to london air max rules it's a very very different scene to when you go to manchester which is again is adidas or you go to liverpool where everyone's wearing air max 95s so you know you, there's so much different stuff going on um, and in terms of the the companies that make these shoes, we've mentioned Nike. Mm. There's Adidas. Um, would you say that they're the the biggest two players, or what about people like uh, Puma or Asic? Asics? Is yeah, that how you I, say it? Still to this day, to the age of forty three, I don't know if it's Asics or Asics. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps I should have found that out before I came on this <laughs> podcast. Perhaps someone could tell us. Um, yeah, look, other other brands are available. I mean, look, I, 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 I'm a big Nike fan simply because, again, because I played basketball and that was the culture. You know, when I, when I played, it was all about Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan, yeah. hence, hence Nike. But you talk about the brands. I mean, Jordan brand is a separate brand. It's a standalone mm -hmm. brand. And strangely enough, you know, it's so successful that you know, Michael Jordan earns more from royalties in a year from his shoes than he ever earned in his entire career. Well, he's a multi-billionaire He earned a couple he? of quid when he was playing as well. Yeah. You know, you remember he was quite good. So Jordan Brand is probably number two, Nike's number one, Adidas. I think Adidas owned Reebok at one stage. So you do okay. get, I mean, it's like, look, Simon, it's, it's a business, isn't it? it, it People buy it. it. People are buying each other. You know, they're, 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 they're like every kind of mature market. You get people trying to enter the market, people coming out of the market. Interestingly enough, I think what we might see over the next couple of years are, are Chinese brands. Okay. We don't see them here on the streets, but like everything, you know, culture changes. You go to China and people will wear, I mean, first of all, they'll wear lots of, there's lots of fakes, but um, they'll wear Chinese brands. I just don't think our media covers it in the same way. Mm. You get one or two NBA 
athletes endorsed by Chinese brands, but you know, it's few and far between. But I think that will change. Um, so I now want to focus on the where we are now with the the sneaker scene. So we've talked a lot about the uh, the the history of where it's all, all come from. Um, what uh, how how does it like work now with people who collect these how does things? It work? How does it work now? Um, I mean, so can you just give us some examples of how um, fanatic people can be about these types of shoes? Because I know that there's a shop in Birmingham called Size, and so, I work yep. past it, walk past it almost every day. Yep. Um, and occasionally, I will see queues of people, yep. hundreds of people that yep. will be queuing up outside. Um, and I imagine that's because there's a new launch of Trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like... Uh, can you explain how fanatical people are about it's, these sorts of it's, shoes? It's it's hype, and I suppose the biggest thing that's changed over the last couple of years. I mean, okay, the internet is not a new thing, but you buy your shoes online, whereas before okay. you have to know when things were dropping, as is the terminology used. And people still like that excitement. Uh, it's not for me. I don't really want to go and sit in a queue with whoever for three days with no food, no drink, and then to be beaten up uh, or possibly have my shoes stolen from me when I walk out the door, which has happened. <laughs> really? You know, wow. there was, um, goodness me, when was it? Back in the early 90s, uh, Nike did a very, very limited run of um, the Dunk Pro. I've got a pair here, actually. And there was one released in New York, the Pigeon Dunk. There was a pigeon built on the, on the side, on the back. I think there was something like, I don't know, a couple hundred pairs. Okay. Designer was involved. People were being threatened with knives and guns outside the shop and they had wow. to call the police in to protect people. I mean, that is crazy. I mean, people have died because of their shoes. I mean, me just walking up here, you know, to, to do this with you, I've got a bag full of gear. Ones if, you know, it's, it's scary, you know, and you, I, you know, I've walked around with shoes and people have stopped and looked. Most people are pretty cool. You know, I, I think lots of people appreciate trainers and people are happy to stop and talk, but there is every now and again, mm. A time when you think, well, okay, perhaps I shouldn't have worn these today. You know, when Yeezys have come out, I mean, okay, look, everyone's got Yeezys now, but you know, you've got a pair of shoes on that probably resale price twelve hundred quid. You know, it's a very easy thing to stop someone, take off their shoes, and run. I want to ask you about how much some of these trainers cost, and you mentioned about were they Yeezys that were twelve hundred Yeezys, 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 Yeezys. Oh, <laughs> come on, you must know. Okay. You know, look, we're, we're talking. Well, talk, it's. We're, well, yeah, no, I, I, I thought they were Yeezys. Yeezys. Not Yeezys. Not Yeezys. But I did... Easy when I, Yeezys. When I was looking it up today, I did notice that it's spelled with Y-E-E, but I thought it was maybe like a sign of Y. It's not a particular... So this is the Yeezy That's the shoe. Here. That's the shoe. Or one of. Um, and it's so it's not a particular style that that I particularly like, and well, that's that's why I don't Simon, really know. I mentioned that you know I, most of the stuff I buy is is Nike. You know I'm a, I'm a Nike addict. These are Adidas, but they're not Adidas per se. I mean they've got an Adidas Ultra Boost sole. I mean these are the comfiest things I've got. Okay, these are amazing. But these are designed, my friend, by Kanye. And is is that why those ones are so popular? Just because they're designed by Kanye West? Well. Yes, yes. I mean, they're they're much more accessible now than they were, say, ten years ago. You know, if I was to have a dream shoe that I have, when when uh, Kanye designed with Nike back in the day, the uh, the the years is there. I mean, they're going for twelve grand. Wow. You know, this is and they're nowhere near 
the, the 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 top end. You know, you you got people paying over a million pound now for 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 for, for shoes. Wow, I mean, it's crazy. Um, but he moved from Nike to Adidas, and these drop every couple of weeks. You know, there's a new pair, new colorway, different colors this, different colors that. There's a lot of people there who don't like them. You know, there's a lot of people who will sit there and say that this is an ugly shoe. You know, it's not something you'd want to run around in. You're not going to mm. play basketball in, but I think it's a great shoe. Um, I must admit, some of the colors coming through, it's, oh, I'm not going to buy them. Okay. You know, it's, but, you know, they, they go on sale, they're about 200 pounds. And some of these, you know, they're on the resale market within minutes on eBay for 600, 700 pounds. So they're, wow. they're very well sought after. I mean, look, I, th I, think, I think like everybody else, when you endorse something and you're involved, it's a business. Mm. And the guy makes literally billions. Um, from from trainer sales alone. Yeah. Um, so I now want to like talk about some of your collection that mm. you've got here, and what they are and why you like them. Because mm. um, I can see that you've got quite a few different types of Jordan. Yeah. Um, and they are my particular favourite. Okay. Um, I'm. I'm What's wearing, on your feet, Simon. I'm wearing, your feet? A, I'm wearing a pair of Air Jordan ones. Of course you are. So they're the original shoe that came out in 1985. 85, correct. You've done your research. Um, I remember it because it's the same year as Back to the Future. Well, look, we can talk about Back to the Future and the, oh, the shoes on that okay. as well. Yeah. I like what you've done. <laughs> that was a good link. I didn't, Very, I didn't really intend good, Simon. that Very professional. Uh, so the Jordans that you've got here, I can see that we've got... Uh, so if you hold those ones up, that is a Jordan Mark III. That's a three. Is there a Jordan Mark II? There is. Okay. There is. And I'll just put that one back. We'll, we'll go to that. What we'll, we'll talk do, about... we'll get some close-ups of these well, afterwards. Why don't you show us the one? Okay. Why don't you show us the one? Now, I think from, I've noticed you've got the one, you've got the mids. Yes. You haven't got the high top. So it wasn't the shoe that Jordan wore himself. These mids are pretty new things. There's a, again, a, a different market for these. But look, you know, I, like, I, think, that's a, I think that's a beautiful shoe. It's, it's very well designed. It's classic. It's timeless. It looks nice and neat and smart. It became a great skate shoe. Um, so yeah, so these are the mids. So how high would the highs no, be? No, about that much. Not okay. much more. Not much. Not much at all. You um, get lows as well. Just but yeah, I love friend. these. They're very comfortable as well. I've got a couple of pairs. Now look, let me start with these. Okay. Right then, Simon. So this is the Air Jordan number. You can hold it up to that camera there. This is the six. Okay. These originally came out, I think around about 1993. Okay. Something like that. And the only reason I remember that is that these were the shoes that I wore when I played basketball at school. Nice. Going all the way back. And I, you know, everyone was a football player. In my hometown, everyone was football player, football, football, football. But we had some really good facilities at our school. And there was a, a crowd, a year or two older, who were all, for some reason, I don't know why, into basketball. And it was cool. It was like a secret club, Simon. So people would pass around VHS. Do you remember VHS? Do you remember? <laughs> I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. good. People would hand around a VHS video and you'd take it home, play it, and it would be a, a game. Somehow they managed to get it, and it would be like a secret club, be like Fight Club, and everyone would watch it. And of course, it was always Chicago Bulls. It was always okay. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is—it was in his absolute pomp then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So ninety-two, 
Actually, there may have been 91. Anyway, so you remember the Dream Team and the American basketball team in 92 Barcelona Olympics. Biggest athlete on the planet. And I got a pair of these. And the reason I got a pair of these, they're on sale. I forget what sports shop in Coventry. And my grandparents bought them for me. And how much do you think they were when you bought them originally in the... They're on, they're on sale. I think we got them for about sixty pound. Okay, but they were well. They were still over a hundred quid back in the day. And I remember getting these, and I was so happy. I was so excited. And I'm telling you now, Simon, my game improved overnight because really? I felt like a superstar. Okay. They are the most. I think. I mean, it's like when you look at a Ferrari or what a piece of art. I think these are beautiful. Uh, they are beautiful. I'm not entirely they sure are. how good they look on a 43 year old man walking down the shy street. <laughs> but you know, look. But I originally started playing basketball in a pair of Dunlop shoes. You remember Dunlop shoes? I do. The stuff like that, the criticism and the piss taking I used to get for <laughs> wearing them. It was horrible. So when I got these, I was the boy. I was the boy. People wanted to try them on. People wanted to look at them. But I wanted to touch them. And what was really interesting is that they had a little tag at the front, a little Jordan tag, um, just to kind of tighten the laces. And the reason that there's the Jordan kind of picture on the front is that the press would just take photos of his feet all the time. So it's just like a giant walking advert. And there's holes in the tongue. And look, it's, it's a beautiful shoe. And that's what I wore. And I wore it to death, literally, like the bottom was falling out of it. But by then, I started becoming really, I mean, ridiculously interested in trainers, almost like an obsession. And I remember I used to have a little pad, a little notepad, and I used to cut out pictures from magazines and stick them in the pad and carry it around with me. I don't know why. I suppose it kept me off the streets and kept me safe. Definitely. Okay, so that's the Air Jordan 6. So was that the first pair that you really had of this kind of sneaker? <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's where it all started for you. It's where it all started. Now, these aren't, of course, the originals. These are the reissues. So I bought okay. these probably three years ago. Okay. And... So the originals were about £60. On sale, so they were about £110, okay. I think, at the time. And if, if I wanted to buy a pair of these now, how much would I pay for them if I bought them on the Nike store? Well, there wouldn't be... But, if they were available when they came out. I mean, these things sell out in minutes. Yeah. Uh, anything between 160 to 180 depending okay. on... So then if I did want to buy a pair of these like now... Mm. I know these aren't available on the Nike store and they're not available in most um, normal footwear retailers. Mm. So where where would I get a pair like this and how much would I look so to the, be buying the, them? The reseller market. I mean, first of all, uh, the, the sneaker market globally, it, it, you get different different numbers, but it could be worth anything up to $70 billion. I mean, that is a huge, huge market. Massive. In the UK, it's over a billion. Then you've got the reseller market. So what, does it mean? what do you mean by reseller? Well, it's buying things on eBay or perhaps a third-party auction site. It's massive. And if you think, we'll go back to those guys we saw sitting outside size, a lot of them, sadly, aren't in it for the culture, for, for being a true sneaker, if you will. It's because they can see a quick, um, a quick profit. So mm -hmm. they go and they queue up, they buy a couple of pairs of shoes, they can sell them for twice the price quickly. I mean... There's probably quicker ways and better ways of making money, but if that's your thing, you know what you're looking for. Yeah, I get it. It's is it fair supply and demand with anything? I suppose yeah. not. What I would do. I mean, these shoes here, you could sell them, you could make some money, but I love them so much. You know, why would I do that? I'm never going to get those pairs again. It's going to be really difficult. So why yeah. would I? Why would I do that? I like them that much. I bought a white pair, 
Okay, so this is the same type. So this is a, a Jordan Six. This is still the same so model. So exactly the same. Exactly the same model, but just different material. White instead of black. Different material. So this is polished leather, and this is suede. That's correct. Now you, I can I can geek out and talk about the different colours and how they've been made. And look, you know, some people would sit there and say, "Well, it's this is slightly different from another model," but. Nike cottoned on very quickly that, you know, it wasn't just for shoes for athletes. So when Jordan played, he was playing in three or four different colours every season. So they knew what they were doing. So we've talked about the Jordan 6s. Mm. What's the next pair on this table that you're going to talk about? Well, let's stay with the Jordans. Okay. So Pass we've... Me. we've Pass me. Let's, let's look at this one here. Okay. I know we're not really going in chronological... We're not going That's in chronological okay. order. These were the model just before the sixes of these fives. I think that's a beautiful shoe. In fact, I actually thought about wearing this today. Okay. I didn't. I wore something else. But these are beautiful. And, you know, the quality of these, they're, they're amazing. But I remember one of the guys in the basketball team had a pair of these. I was so envious. They were beautiful. So do you prefer the fives to the sixes? Or is it a tough call? Can I, Can you pass me the the shoe over and I will... Hold it up to the camera. Now show them the back of the shoe, Simon. You'll see it says Nike Air. Yeah. There's social media, there's websites dedicated to whether it should say Nike Air or should be a Jordan logo. Literally, that's how people <laughs> geek out on this. Uh, so, so I can see the six here. That's, okay, so that makes it quite, so the three has got the Jordan logo. But then the five hasn't. The originals had the Nike Air logo. Okay. Of the threes? All of them had the Nike Air okay. logos. Now, when they bring out these reissues, more often than not, they've got the Jordan brand on. But these came out with Nike Air. Now, listen, you know, I, I love trainers. God, I do. But really, people <laughs> were that bothered. But people, but that, that's what commands the price because of that very, that limited, that rarity of having something just slightly different on the back. So picking up on something that you said, uh, you were going to wear these today. Correct. That leads me on to a question, and we're going to continue talking about these because we haven't finished yet. We're just going no, on a no. slight digress. Digression? Tangent. Tangent will do. <laughs> do you wear these trainers? Is the first question. Okay. So do you wear well, them? Well, look, 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 at, look at the sixes. Do they look like they've ever been worn? Uh... No. They haven't been warned. They okay. haven't been warned. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason because the prices of these goes up. And am I going to realistically wear them? Did I buy them to wear? I'll be honest, Simon. I bought them because they were the first shoes I had and I loved them. I just wanted them. And what do I do with them? You know, sometimes I get them out and I just look at them. <laughs> no, it's silly. They're, they're just, they're a thing that I'm just obsessive with. And they sit in the box, box fresh, in the garage. Although I am trying to get myself a room in the house dedicated purely to putting these shoes on display. Uh, so if you had them on display, would you have to be careful about light? You would. Discoloring You them? would. You'd have to put them in a, a Perspex box or a glass box okay. and keep it away from light. You wouldn't want any direct light in a, on it, them. Well, so in, in the end, it might be 20, 25 years, they're going to fall apart. You look at the original versions from the 90s, they're all falling apart now. So in a way, it's kind of bizarre. Why would you invest all this time and money in something that's just going to break or go? <laughs> hey, look, there's no logic. But it's like a piece of art, isn't it? It is a piece of um, art. And, and for you, it's like 
a memory taking you back to your youth when you were wearing these actually on a basketball court. When I was young. When you were young. When I was young. I'm trying to reclaim my youth. <laughs> like those, those other ones there, the white ones, the fives. Now, interestingly enough, you see the tongue on that. Yeah. It's a 3M. It's reflective. Okay. Do you know why they did that? No. So when the photographers took pictures oh, using right. a flash, what did happen to the tongue? It wow. stood out. They're not daft. They are clever. Um, okay, so let's let's finish off the Jordans then with this one, which this is a nine. Is that correct? This is the eleven, Simon. Oh, eleven. It is okay. the eleven. Slightly different. So these look much more modern compared to. Uh, yeah, these are still 25 years old, remember? The design. I mean, so all these the came out uh, when? Oh, goodness, you're so lucky. You see the number 45. Why does it have 45 on it? That's a different number. He retired so and came back with number 45. He retired oh. to play baseball. Oh, of course. So he didn't have 23 when he came back after that break? 45 was later in his career. Simon, I, you know what? <laughs> I can't remember. But what I was going to say is that all those shoes you have there are all designed by the same guy at Nike. Okay, and who's that? Tinker Hatfield. Okay. Yeah, the guy was uh, an architect. Um, and he had such a, a run, designing all the way up to probably the Jordan 13 or 14. Each and every one's an absolute classic. Was Michael Jordan involved in the process of designing them? He was. And look, there's a story to every single one here. But the one you've just picked up, the 11, you'll notice there's a very, very shiny kind of PVC yeah. part to it. So the story is that he wanted a shoe that you could wear with a tux. Okay. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I would wear that with a tux. I mean, you can have different colors. I've got another yeah. little one here that, that on my son's shoes. Yeah. Is this... And an eleven as well. It's the same one. Yeah. It's the same one. So again, different colorway. I, I, again, I, I don't think I'd wear it with a tux. But I, I, th I think a trainer that does look very good with a suit or with a tuxedo would be an Air Force One. God bless the Air Force One, Simon. <laughs> God bless it. Uh, completely white. Oh, fresh. Uh, completely. Do you know what they would? Fresh. Do you know what they would call that? What? Crispy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we haven't got any Air Force Ones. On here, but I can see that you're wearing a pair of Air Force Ones. It's almost like we planned this. <laughs> um, and I do particularly like this because it's a very classic looking sneaker. They don't smell. They're pretty it's, clean. Um, it's You can kind of wear it with anything because you could wear this with a tracksuit. You could wear it with jeans. You could wear it with a suit. Yep. Um, if you look on the street next time you go out Birmingham anywhere... People have got shoes on and they love them that much. They are absolutely battered. But it's originally, it's a basketball shoe. It's oh, actually, is it's it? Actually, it was designed okay. as a basketball shoe. This oh, bit I didn't hear that. Oh, because that's almost the, it's the, it's like the, the same point. design as my Jordans, yeah, pretty, basically. Pretty much. And I think it's Bruce Kilger who was the designer for this. There's actually air, different air bubble, and Nike has changed over the years. But it, you can't see it at all. So people would kind of get a knife and go into it and have a look and see what's going on. But these are proper <laughs> shoes. I mean, people still wear these to, to play basketball. Yeah, but they're, they're lows. They are lows. So they don't have the ankle support. Hey, listen, that's another podcast, the difference between okay. high tops and low tops in basketball. <laughs> We've got a, a whole podcast of content for that. Uh, well, let's, let's move on to some of the more modern designs. 
Um, so in particular, I know that these two here, they're quite new for you, aren't they? So which one do you want to start with? They are, is that the Dunk or the Blazer? It is. It is partly a Night Blazer. It is a, um, it, this is um, made in conjunction with a Japanese brand and I never get the pronunciation right. Okay. So Kai, so Chai, I, people, people will tell me if I, if I get that wrong. But I was lucky enough to get these. So how do I buy sneakers now? There's different apps and, and there's a Nike app called the Nike Sneakers app. And they okay. must release four, five, six different shoes every week different colorways, different versions. But actually this came out and I got these whilst I was on holiday and I was in Italy, I was in Verona. And my wife was saying to me, what are you doing on your phone? What are you doing? It's like, no, 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 I'm entering the drawer because that's how these things are done. Okay. And I don't know if I just got luck or the algorithms blessed me that day, but I, I got these. I paid 140, 150. On eBay straight away, there were 700 quid. Wow. And... Do you wear those? I do wear them. Okay. These have been to many a disco, my friend. I mean, they're they're a very cool trainer because it's it's like it's a classic design, and then they've made it look almost like futuristic with the way that it's put together in the way that it's designed. They go with everything. They're great. They're an absolute nightmare to put on. <laughs> Sometimes I have to have people to help me. Well, it's got two different pairs of laces, yep. hasn't it? Yeah. With two different colours. Um yeah, they are a very, very cool trainer. What else have we got? Um, so I, I'd like to talk about this one here. Uh, so that looks a bit like an Air Force One, but I don't think it is. What is that? It's the Nike Dunk. Okay. Not a shoe that I've ever bought before. But this particular shoe is it's my latest purchase. I got this only last week. These are designed or made in conjunction with off-white. So they're well sought after. You can see that there's a plastic tag on there, which yeah. I'm still not entirely sure whether you should wear it. I mean, if you wear it, it just looks a bit... Because you know, I... I have seen people... Have you? Walking around with a tag on. They probably I mean, just, not, want, they not... just want everyone to, sh to see what they've got. I, I don't see it often. You won't see them often. I, but I have seen... Uh, one or two people wearing it with the tag. It's a bit like with the baseball caps where you get the It is a bit weird, isn't it? it it's, it's a strange thing. I, I think, look, the, the, the original off-white Nikes, the 10, were so limited and so rare. You know, these things go for thousands, if not tens of thousands of pounds, and some of them are beautifully made. But these came out only a couple of weeks ago, and, and believe it or not, I, I, I'm looking at the app, and all of a sudden, ping this message, here's your chance to buy. Now, whether or not it's because I've bought that many the gods at Nike and gone, let's bless Paul Collins, let's give him a <laughs> let's give him a go at this. Or they just made that many, they just, you know, selected you randomly. I, I don't know, but I took the opportunity to do it. Again, resell, you know, you can make a couple of hundred pounds. I quite like them. I'm not entirely sure I'd wear the tag though, Simon. Uh what do you I, think? I personally wouldn't wear the tag. Okay. Okay. Would you keep the tag or would you throw the tag away? Um Well if if you were creating some kind of display in your house with perspex, perspex boxes, a shrine, <laughs> a shrine, a shrine, uh, I, I, I think I'd probably keep the tag. You keep the tag. Now, if I was to wear them and I haven't worn them yet, put them on, walk around the house, you'd be fine. If I wore them outside, 
resale value would just drop like a stone. Okay. They've got to be absolute fresh yeah. to be able to sell. I like them. I like them. They are cool. They're interesting. Um, right. What have we not talked about? Another one. So now we're going back in time to... So these are a Nike Air Max. They are not. They're part of the Nike Air Max family. Now, these... Are the Nike Air Max 95s. Okay. Or the 97s. The 97s. I'm wrong. The 97s. So this is where it's got the the air bubble, which is exposed almost all the way around. So apart from the very front. They are super comfy. They are super comfy. I mean, these trainers, when they were released, certain trainers do well in certain markets. So the Harachis, which I haven't got a pair, they're big here. In the States, they just don't sell. Oh, I don't right. know what they are. The 95s were so big in places like Liverpool, for example. You know, you, 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 can't, you can't move for them. But then you get other shoes. They did wonderfully well in Italy. I mean, it's amazing. Different parts of the world, different places. They, um, they, they, they latch on to different shoes. And we've got one more pair of trainers so let's go through the whole lot. Which are these interesting-looking ones, ones? These are almost. These are kind of everyday wear. These are okay. these are really interesting. These are Nike kind of reacts, and you can see that the material is see-through. Yeah, so it's like a really thin, almost like a mesh type material. So depending which would on, be great if when you're on holiday and it's hot. Simon, I'm not entirely sure I could wear trainers in hot climates. I'd have to wear a pair of flip-flops. But you wear a different pair of socks. You completely change the way that the shoe looks. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, these were, they were a couple of years old, but these shows you how important sneaker culture, shows how important sneaker culture is now to kind of like high fashion. These were debuted, if you will, on, on the catwalk. I don't know what show it was. I have no idea. But, you know, these, these, these are now part of high fashion. You know, you've got serious designers and people involved with these things. That was an example of, are they rare? Not really that rare. You don't find them in the shops, I have to admit. But they're, they're, they're super comfy. They're great. In people, actually, those shoes are probably the ones people stop me more than anything else. Well, they are very different. And although, like, I, I really like the range of Jordans and the Air Force Ones, you do... You see them relatively often in a city centre. Like I will see several people wearing Jordans most days when I'm walking through the city. Which ones? Uh, definitely Jordan ones. You never see the twos. No. No one even half the so many people don't even know what the twos look like. No, I don't know what the twos look like. Yeah, you know, I reckon it's time for a, like a renaissance <laughs> of the two. They weren't appreciated at the time, and the story goes that Jordan himself was so disappointed with them i mean they're high quality they were made with like super italian leather they were more yeah. expensive but he was so disappointed in them he was looking to leave he was a big adidas fan when he was younger okay so he was looking for a reason so it was only the design of the three that kept him oh, in there right. the three okay. is radically different okay. um and yeah the three is my personal favorite in terms of the design i like it's the first one that had the the uh, air bubble that was visible yep or was that on the two as well 
the no, the, the two didn't have uh, it. The one didn't have it. But I think it's just a, a very classic design. I think one of the reasons why I see more Air Jordan ones in town is because they're more easy easy to buy. Like I know that size will have a couple of different colours mm-hmm. of Jordan ones. These are a bit more difficult to come by. Yep. So you see less of these. The fours are probably even less uh, easy to come by. So there's less of them. And then the sixes and the fives. You don't like, see I them. See I mean, we're, we're not blessed with, you know, size do a decent job, but we're not blessed with the shops that say the guys in London have. Yeah. I mean, the shirt I've got on, it's a, a Foot Patrol shirt, Foot Patrol in Soho. Although it's owned by JD Sports, it still has those limited edition trainers. But this is this is the whole market now. It's scarcity, it's limited edition. Yeah. So if you drive that demand, it goes to the resale market. But yeah, um we're not we're not serviced well in this part of the world with stuff. Well, and uh I went to America a couple of years ago. You did. Um and when I was there, every city that I went to, um I was checking out the local um sneaker stores which were phenomenal they are huge shrine complexes uh san francisco i went to as well um and toronto uh when i was to the jordan store to the jordan store um and it that was like almost whenever i got to a new city right where's the sneaker stores let's go and check them out that's what i do and my wife hates it (laughs) i hate it i mean did, did you go to flight club yes in new york and i've been to flight club and chances are you probably see a celebrity, a famous name. Uh, there's always I, people. There's a basketball ring at the end, yeah. and everything's wrapped up in cellophane. Yeah, do you know Which what that I, is? I found it a little bit strange that they were, but no, I'm. I assume it's so that when people are touching them, they don't. True, but also they don't. Them you up. know, they used to places used to have two pairs out. Okay, can you imagine? And going <laughs> back to what we we're discussing about terrorist culture, football culture. Football fans would go into Europe for away days and they'd steal shoes from shops oh, right. and bring them back. Okay. Some of them would pay for them legitimately because people would put two pairs, a proper pair out and they'd bring them back and go, look at these. Again, that goes back to that whole kind of like culture thing. But um, tell me more about Fly Club, Simon. Uh, well, I remember there was one particular pair of trainers that stood out for me, which was the Back to the Future. In the glass case, pair right in the middle. Trainers. Yeah. Um, and... I think it did have a price tag on it, which was definitely several thousands of pounds. It might be even more than that. It's strange to say that. So they're the mags. They were designed by Nike for Back to the Future 2. I think it's 2. It is Back to the Future 2, yeah. That's where he, yes. Goes to the future. That's where he goes to the future. It's my favourite one of the three, Simon. (laughs) Anyway... Right. Where where are we going? You were going to tell Um, me. I was going to tell you, actually, how much these are going for. What the, uh, the, the backs of the future? Yeah, how the much mags. do I they wrote go this down for? Earlier, actually, let me just remind myself. They um, they can be up to anything for about seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Wow! In fact, there's a pair being auctioned now because I think it's, it's Michael J. Fox, isn't he, for one okay. of his charities? That's something that they're trying okay. to raise money for. But the demand for the mags is just <laughs> you know, o- over the top. Um. So now, if if people want to get more into this kind of thing and want to learn more about it, where can they go to do that? Are there any books that you would recommend or documentaries uh, that people could watch? I mean, there's, there's everything because it's the whole culture. 
you know, it's not just about buying these shoes. It's about talking about them, looking at them, yeah. chat forums, reading. I mean, there's art, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. But one of the things, an excellent documentary is Soul Seekers, which yeah. is just about the UK sneaker scene. It came out, when did it come out? Three years ago, about yeah, four years. About. Really interesting and focusing exclusively on the UK and the things that we've covered in the last hour or so. That's a really good place to start. I think that's on Amazon. Probably cost a couple of pounds to, to get it. Interestingly, there is a exhibition down at the London Design Museum, yeah. which I mentioned to you earlier. I went down a couple of months ago. Absolutely fabulous. And all the shoes that we've talked about, all these super duper expensive shoes, they're all down there. The Yeezys, the Mags, everything else. I think that's on till the end of October. So there's a documentary there, Soul Seekers. Yeah. I'm sure there's other ones. There's loads. Well. There's loads of stuff. Um, there's loads of stuff. So there's so much on, on YouTube. You can get lost. And the books that you've got here, is there any one of these particular oh, books well, look, that so you would recommend? You've got Slam Kicks. Now, for those of you who aren't into basketball, which is possibly most people, Slam Magazine came out, I think it was every month perhaps. You had to really get it, or you had to get ordered into the UK, but they had a section at the back, every issue about shoes, about trainers, and they just compiled the most important basketball shoes that changed the game. And there on the front, the course, Jordan one is the Jordan one, high tops, not the mids. <laughs> what else have we got? This beautiful book, it's just called Sneakers. It's like a coffee table book. It's got articles about people that designed it. Okay. And stories behind it. I'm really geeking out here, Simon. Yeah, no, I love this kind of thing. Art and soul. There you go. Look at that. Um, okay, cool. One well, more, one more, one, one more. more. Don't stop me. I'm, in the, I'm into the well, groove. This is... Look at this. this I, I have to carry this all the way. Beast of a book. That. The ultimate That's what we're talking book. about. Um, and again, it's got the Air Jordan 1s on the front. There's a theme here, isn't there? Well, they... Uh, uh, so, in my opinion, the Jordan, is, and probably the Jordan 1 is the most iconic trainer that was maybe one of the things that really spearheaded all of this, certainly in the basketball um, arena. Um, but, yeah, as you were mentioning before, then there's there's running shoes that are very popular as well. Um, and I I particularly like the running shoes because they are very comfortable. So uh, something like the, uh, the, the Challenger or the Waffle, which has got the Waffle sole, or the Pegasus, um, they're all that that classic. Well, if you, that, that shoe, shoe that we looked at earlier, if you just pass it back, I, I, I was I was a little bit confused when I called it the ninety five. When in fact it's the ninety seven. <laughs> I mean, this was designed as a running shoe. Yeah, literally and, for and professional like, runners. Now I've never seen anyone wear this to running, <laughs> and I don't think you'd get very far. And the Air Max ninety, which is the, the original Air Max one. were original running yeah, shoes. Yeah. In fact, there's a there's a video on YouTube of Frank Bruno. Bless Frank Bruno. I, I do remember Frank Bruno. He's still, yeah. he's still with us, thank goodness. <laughs> Training in Air Max, okay. Air Max 1s. So now, if um, if people want to go out and they want to buy some of these shoes... Nothing's for sale, Simon. Oh, well, not your shoes. Nothing's for sale. But something similar to these. We mentioned the store size, yep. which is very good. Um, there's places like Foot Locker, which... You're never going to get anything... Limited, okay. sought after. You're going to get bog standard, you know, okay. Air Force Ones and everything else. 
that everyone can get? Uh, there's going direct to the manufacturer, Nike. And that's the business model. They're, they've cut out the middleman. You used to be able yeah. to buy these things on Amazon. Why would you? You're losing margin. So the sneakers app, download it. It's free. It's on you know iPhone, whatever. Um, and and there are reseller sites out there as well, aren't there? StockX, yeah. Which I have to say, I have bought a couple of things from. It's all authenticated. We make sure okay. that they make sure there's no fakes. But yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful app. It's like um, like a trading app. Yeah, it is. I've I've never bought anything off there. Um, Are you going to I, now? I might I might do it at some point in the future. I think we should do it now. Well. Uh, the, my next question for for you is: What are the next pair of trainers that you're looking to buy? Oh. Have you got? I'm sure you've got your eye on a, f- a couple well, of things, haven't you? Instagram is great for these things. I don't use Instagram for very much, but looking at trainers, weird. And <laughs> people, look, these things are so hyped, and you get a heads up on what's being released over the next couple of weeks. And there's things, there's there's websites that you can download, uh, uh, apps you can download that give you a a heads up and an alert when these things come to market. But actually, interestingly, the Air Jordan 1 is back on the market in the original black and red colours Okay. in the next couple of months. Whether or not anyone's going to get their hands on it is a different thing. Mm-hmm. So that would be a most sought-after shoe. Awesome. Okay. So I, I now have only one final question, oh. which is... I didn't tell you about this question. No, no, you're so, not giving me a heads up. So I don't know if you know that this is coming. But on every episode, right. what we do is we ask the guest to come up with a tagline, some kind of short statement to summarise their story um, about what they've been talking about. Really? That's why the show is called Your Tagline Here. Okay. Because we want to know what your tagline is for these shoes. Now, I've realised I haven't prepared you for that. Well, that's okay. What What would your tagline be for, for these shoes? I love these shoes as much as my mother. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I've, Fact. I've got, I've got nothing to, to add. <laughs> um, but if, if that's if that's the case, I'm sure that your mother is very well loved. She's, because, she, she's, she, she is. She because is. I know how much you love these as she, shoes. As it happens, she thinks this is pretty weird. <laughs> she thinks this is very, very strange. But, you know, hey. Um, so that brings us to the the end of this episode. But I would just like to say thank you so much for coming down and bringing this fantastic array of footwear and talking about them so passionately. Um, it's been it's been really good fun. So thank you. Cool. No problem, mate. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Paul. We'll see you with another episode next week. And to make sure that you don't miss out on all future content, just make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time.